0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Ziminoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Ziminoff. Hello
1: and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Ziminoff, and we're so happy that you've joined us here today for another great show on how you can take control of your own career. So the world is moving faster and things are becoming more and more digital. And especially if you're in an executive position, you're still going to need a resume, right? In fact, you might need a whole portfolio with your LinkedIn profile being part of that portfolio, but a resume, case studies, cover letters, cover letters for recruiters, maybe even a bio, right? As an executive, you need all of these pieces that go into your portfolio. And you may need that for many different levels of positions. But today we're going to talk specifically about some of the challenges that executives face in putting together their resume. And I'm going to make this kind of a a little guide here to writing your own executive resume. So writing your own executive resume, what, what does that mean? What are some of the challenges? And what are some key things that you need to be thinking about as you go through that process? That's what we're gonna be talking about today. So writing your own resume as an executive, before we even start thinking about really the resume itself, let's talk about some of the challenges that you face in in the executive job search. The, exec- the executive job search is Different, obviously, because companies are looking for different things. Now, there's a lot of kind of definitions out there of of executive, right? You can have to be a C-level, which which means your job title includes the word chief, right? Chief executive officer, chief chief financial officer, chief marketing officer, whatever those titles might be. Today when I talk about executive, what I'm talking about in a little bit more broader terms is someone who has the ability or responsibility for administering a business at a high level. So that might be not the overall business, might be part of that business, right? Maybe a president of a section of the business, even though chief isn't in your title, we'd consider you an executive, right? you have that responsibility of managing the affairs of an organization the authority to make decisions influence within the organization to deliver those results that's what we're talking about when we talk about executives so that applies to you or if you want it to apply to you let's talk a little bit about the challenges that you face in the job search so that we have that context before we go into the resume so part of the challenge at the executive level is that your document really has to be strategic. It has to be big picture, right? You're a big picture leader, your organization, your future organization is gonna expect you to be able to provide that vision for achieving results. And so your your resume has to demonstrate that strategic big picture focus while still demonstrating your ability to generate results, right? At the executive level, that's your push, that's your mantra, you're in charge of those results, whether they be quantifiable or not, right? And some of those executive positions are, are much more quantifiable than others, but there is that push to generate and measure results. And we've gotta be able to speak to that throughout your job search in a very strategic way. The other thing that executives face that is true for all job seekers but even more imperative at the executive level is this demand of the focus to be very clean and not just the focus in what you do right if you're in in public relations at the executive level we have to be very clear about the scope of what you oversee you know is it just public relations or is it marketing and that scope that what you do has to be focused in on what out of your background matters and where you're going right if you're going to build a resume for a smaller organization where you'd have a larger scope that resume is going to look different than if you're applying for a larger organization where you'd have a more narrow scope because they have more people and the the function is broken into more pieces. And so that focus around what you do is is important and it's got to be balanced between your background, your skill set and your future employer needs. That focus also has to be clean, obviously, then in where you want to go and why. So if you want to apply to a small company in telecommunications, that has to be very clear in your focus, and it's going to make a big impact in how we put together your resume. That is one of the main differences that I and my colleagues in the executive coaching, resume writing world, see when we're working with those executives. That ability to get really clear in your focus can either cut time from your search or elongate it. When you don't know exactly where you're going, it's harder to to do what we're gonna talk about doing with your search, with your resume, with your brand moving forward that emphasis in your, in your resume then, you've got your focus, you're clear about what you do, where you wanna go, why you add value, then that resume focus is gonna be different and it's a challenge for you as an executive because that last position that you've held or your current position is even more so than all job seekers going to be judged very heavily. Where you are today and where you want to go is going to be the focus of your resume. And as an executive, that's important to realize because that position you did 10 years ago where you were day-to-day in the depths of a PR job, those day-to-day details are not going to build the picture of you as a PR executive. They're important. They're proof that you know how to execute but they're not what is needed and what is being looked for at the executive level where we're looking for someone to set the vision, create the organization, lead the organization, perhaps also manage some of the day-to-day activities. But that ability to tell the story of you as a PR executive is not well told through the day-to-day operations of that role that you would be overseeing or the the roles that you would be overseeing. And so the focus of your resume cannot rely and the focus of your job search cannot rely as heavily on those stories of intricate detail from years past. Your leadership positions, your leadership successes, all of those are the stories that we're going to want to tell throughout your search So the organization that you're applying to becomes a big part of this document. For the job seeker in general, that's true. The more you can speak directly to your audience, the better off you'll be. As you move up in scope and role and pay, I want to know as an organization how you can add value here. And that has to be immediately clear that you understand the organization enough to speak directly to how you can have an impact. And part of that might come in a cover letter, but it also comes through in what you share in your LinkedIn profile, in your resume, and even in an interview. What do you know about your organization that you're targeting that enables you to pick out the most important things to share throughout your search? You have to know how you contribute. You have to know enough about the organizations you're applying to to be able to speak to that contribution. The last challenge in job search for our executives is that that search is going to take longer. It's just a function of, of numbers, right? The average job search takes about one month for every 10000 in salary that you want to make, and so you can bet that the more you want to make and at the executive level that's part of the game right it's going to take longer and all of the things that we're talking about can cut your search time and just based on averages it's going to take longer for you to find that position that that offers what you need and is a good fit obviously with what we've been talking about in terms of your focus your ability to deliver future value, and your ability to have knowledge of that organization and what they're looking for. So before we start writing the resume, we have this idea of the key challenges in your search, right? What is going to make it more difficult for you? What hurdles do we have to overcome? Well, also before we even start writing, we have to sit down and really think about this focus because it is one of the largest challenges for all job seekers for you as an executive even more important now this idea about brand we've talked about we talk about all the time in the careers industry right and for me I think about it a little bit differently when you hear brand talk about in our industry a lot of times it's thinking about what makes you unique what what about you makes you memorable you know what are what are your best things what are your goals which is a part of your brand by the way right what are your goals all of that is a very important part of your brand what differentiates you from similarly skilled colleagues what makes you the best And even maybe more importantly, what are the achievements, project highlights, turnaround, new ventures, revenue, profit growth, examples that demonstrate that brand. But there's another side to that piece of branding that's really important, and that's your target audience. When any company goes to develop a brand, a product, to brand that product, they don't just think about what makes this product unique. They also think about what will the target audience care about? How can we communicate this product's uniqueness in a language that makes sense to the target audience? That's a brand. That's, that's where we want to get to with you, right? As an executive, it's what's different and distinct about you, and then how can you communicate that or connect that to your target audience? Because some of those things will fall away, right? Some of those things that your engineers thought were really cool about the products they're developing don't end up being a part of the brand because they they aren't as important to the target audience. And we all know that when we try to do marketing or branding, you only get a few things, and most brand experts would say you only get one thing that you really want to highlight, that you really want to stand out. And so even some of those things that make us really unique and memorable are going to have to fall away for us to create a strong brand, and how we decide what stays and what goes for me is best done when we're thinking about that target audience. So we really wanna sit down and and answer some of those questions. What do people come to us for? What are we known for? What are some of our best highlights? And then think about, okay, and for this audience that we're thinking about, and again, you might have two or three resumes if you're thinking about small companies here, bigger companies there, so for these types of companies, what's going to be most important to them? What achievements or highlights that demonstrate why I'm different also demonstrate value to them? And that's where we start to get into really thinking about your brand in this more holistic sense. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're gonna talk through how you can address some of these issues on your resume and kind of a little three-step process here for writing your executive resume. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: Visit getcareersmart.com to find out more. That's getcareersmart.com or call 800 521 2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Ziminoff, and today we are going through a guide to writing your executive resume. So we've talked about some of the challenges that you face in your search as an executive, and now we've started getting into the underpinnings of really your whole search, but definitely your resume, your LinkedIn profile, any written communications, and that's your brand. So thinking about this brand in two parts as I've been talking about. The first one is that internal look. So what distinguishes you from others who do what you do? What makes you unique? Why are you good at what you do? Maybe even why do you do what you do? What Are the qualifications, the accomplishments, all of the pieces that come together that really demonstrate who you are? Part two of your brand is framing all of that in terms of why it matters to the audience and really being able to dig down, dig through all the generic junk, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, and get to that. That essence of what about your unique contributions, if you will, in a general sense, matters to that audience. And how can we get down to, you know, maybe one thing or at most two or three things that you really want that hiring manager to know? So this really makes you focus, and it needs to be realistic, right? This focus that we're talking about, this brand that we're talking about, it's going to be strongest and the fastest search when it really makes sense, so if you're applying for working with a candidate who is applying for executive positions, wanted to stay in that executive role, had worked in small government contract-based companies. That focus is going to, to be a clear, fast search. Does that mean that's where she has to stay? No. If we move the focus we've got to move it and keep it clear and focused and be able to kind of translate those achievements again to that audience. So you can tell great stories and we'll get into that here in a little bit. You can tell great stories about the achievements that you've had in a small contract-based business. But if you use those languages and use a lot of those acronyms and all of those things. If you're applying to a mid-sized business in utilities, it may or may not translate. And we have to think about that. That's that part of brand that takes it away from just you and what makes you unique. How can we communicate it in a language that makes sense to where you're going? And what do we choose to share that makes sense for where you're going? So it's packaging, right? It's figuring out your brand, your essence, and then what about that essence is most important to package for this audience? Realizing that a good brand attracts and repels. So if we try to build that brand who is all things to everybody, chances are you're gonna get nothing from anyone, right? If you build that brand that really strongly says I'm chief of staff for a mid-sized company that works with large contracts most, you know, government and and the large company contracts that's going to repel some people who don't do those things, right? And it's going to be a great fit for someone. Whereas that generic brand may get to some places, but it's never going to be a great fit for anyone because it's not specific, because it's not branded. So when we're thinking about our focus and our brand, if you've got a clear idea of what you want, where you want to go, we can build that brand in some ways towards it. Although, uh, you know, I hate to tell you that if you've been a program director in higher ed applying for dean positions probably isn't going to happen had that conversation with the client not too long ago right we created a brand that was more that associate dean right maybe you're a lower level executive type position for those of you in the corporate world and it worked it was a step up versus two steps up two steps ups usually doesn't work unless you're going smaller organization or some other part of that you've made fit for that organization. So why this focus on focus, right? Why this emphasis on brand and focus? Because this is the one thing that keeps getting more true in resumes. They're gonna be looked at fast and people are gonna decide whether or not you're a fit extremely quickly. Now, you'll notice I can I said whether or not you're a fit, because fit in these resumes is just as important as qualified. Yes, they're going to be deciding if you're qualified quickly. At the executive level, most candidates are going to be qualified, right? Unless you're trying to apply for a CFO position when you've only been a, a manager or a financial analyst, most people who apply for a CFO position are going to be qualified, It's do you fit? And this is gonna come very heavily from reading your summary and or that first experience entry. Challenge there for us as in writing your resume or for you in writing your resume is that we don't know where that recruiter or that hiring manager is gonna start. Some of them start with that summary if they don't like it, you're gone. Some of them skip the summary go right to the experience section first experience entry means everything but that summary area is really your place if we use it right to instantly show who you are and how you add value ditch the generic phrases i don't want to see anything about your excellent communication skills right and whatever those generic phrases are. Now you still need to incorporate keywords, right? But do that in a way that speaks directly to your key qualifications using results whenever possible. So instead of telling me that you're results-driven, give me three quick bullets that show you you've delivered results, and you can include results somewhere in that language. Results driven may or may not be a key term that people are using, it's gonna be okay. If something could apply to your competition, minimize it, incorporate it into something that's specific to you, or cut it. Ditch the paragraphs this section should be short, sweet, to the point, and answering the questions about what makes you different than others, how you've achieved results that are similar to that situation that you're headed for, and why you're a fit. But we don't have to do that in in long flowery statements. That doesn't require a bunch of adjectives, right? Short statements, bullets, really short results we want to make these the answers to those questions obvious don't be afraid to have a personality right we can use a a little bit more conversational tone although i still would not use pronouns they're not needed right your personality shows through in the results you choose and your brand right the results you choose to share the few adjectives that you do decide to put into this section, a branding statement, if you, if you can get to one or want one, don't have to have one, it's really about sound bites, right? Writing this summary in short statements that are crisp and clean and clear. And you can only do that if you're incredibly clear about your focus, your target audience, and your your brand, your concept of what makes you different. So this this summary section, you know, it's still maybe the top third of a page, can be as much as the top half, although because a lot of readers do skip to the experience, we don't want to make it overly long. If you're sharing results, they need to be short and snappy. We don't want a three-paragraph bullet there. We're really honing in on what are the key things, right? What are the top three things you want an employer to know about you? That's what goes in that summary. Adjectives that are very specifically chosen. Removing all of those generic phrases as, as much as possible and really getting down into the essence of who you are. Now, this is a change, right? This is new in resumes, if you will, the last two to three years, it's been happening. Maybe, hope, hopefully you haven't needed a resume, so you, you didn't know this, but it's there. That if you go into an old resume that you had written for you or that you wrote a couple of years ago, the, your focus in this summary section should be getting rid of those generic things and really speaking to your key results, your key qualifications, your fit with those organizations that you're applying to. What you choose there, again, is very carefully packaged around what matters to that target audience. And the clearer you are on your target audience overall in your search, the less you'll have to adjust something like this if you're applying to several different types of organizations this will be an area you want to make sure you fix in essence it's your cover letter right it's thinking about what are those things you would say in a cover letter how can you share them in context of the resume again not using those pronouns realizing that many times your cover letter may not get read may not get passed on whatever that means for your search, that summary is fulfilling that purpose, backing it up, complementing it, just like your LinkedIn profile and some of those things are complementing your resume in a different way, showing more personality, giving you more opportunity to speak to your essence, your brand. So the summary section, definitely a place where you're going to be highlighting that brand. We're gonna come back from break in just a few minutes and we're gonna dig into the experience section, what's changed there, how that needs to come together for you as you write your resume. So we'll be right back with writing your executive resume.
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
2: Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Class. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us.
0: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff.
1: Well, today we are here talking about executive resumes and and the things you need to think about as you're writing your executive resume. So we've talked a little bit about the brand piece, really honing in on that focus. What is it that you want to do? Who's your audience? What are the key things that they need to know about you? And that the summary area is kind of your mini cover letter. That's where you're gonna speak to that audience very directly ditching all of those generic phrases and really focusing in on how you can match your branded pieces right what's most differentiating about you with that organization's needs in the language that you use all of those pieces then of course we've got to move into the experience section and some hiring managers will start here. And so that experience section needs to be focused in on those same things. Yes, it's what you've done. However, you get to choose what stories you tell, what language you use to tell those stories and how they're organized, right? So when we go into our experience, we're really focused on Telling stories, which may kind of be counterintuitive, right? Because I'm telling you that it needs to be short and snappy. And that's true in this experience section as well. And we need context, right? Going back to your executive brand needing to be big picture, strategic, leadership focused. And so the stories that you choose to tell need to back up that brand. They need to back up what you say is different about you and they need to speak directly to the organization that you're applying to. So just because a story is great and, and maybe even has a financial impact, we still want to think about how you tell that story in a way that communicates your brand and connects with your organization speaking to something that you did that had a huge result does show results which is big part of an executive brand and we need to think about how we phrase that how we word it in that experience section so we're thinking about stories you you know what they are right you know the results that you've delivered if you don't you're going back to the wins that you've maybe even shared in your team's performance reviews or maybe they're in your performance review. You're looking for those projects, turnarounds. You're looking for those juicy stories, right? And then we're thinking about, okay, which of these stories makes sense to tell? And then we're getting into how you wanna tell that story. Now there's lots of formats out there, right? Where you're speaking to the challenge, the actions, the results, where you're thinking about the key performance indicators, the leadership that you provided, the, the team, and again, the results. You're wanting to put that together and tell that story in a way that makes sense, again, for your brand and for the types of positions you're applying to. That that experience is really the proof, right? These stories are the proof that you can do what you say you're going to do. And we want those stories to be the headliners of that experience section. So today's resumes are short in the descriptions, right? I don't want a huge paragraph about your duties. We know what a CFO does. If there's certain keywords or certain parts of that scope that you think are important for someone to know you had an oversight of, short, snappy list, Right. We don't need these big long paragraphs that tell us those things that are common to everyone. We want the focus of that experience section to be on these stories, the turnarounds, the deliverables, the results. The visual appeal or the real role of formatting is very important in this section, right? For an employer to be able to quickly see the results They are separated out from any kind of duty statements, although you may weave some of those terms in to prevent a huge long paragraph about your duties. The role of formatting is really to help draw the eye where it belongs, which is to these stories. That also means, of course, that you get limited stories to tell. You've got maybe four to six bullets if you've been in one place for a really long time, there's you know, ways you could break it out, break it out by the skills that that story demonstrates, break it out by different promotion levels during that time at that organization. But it's important that a hiring manager knows really quickly where to find those stories and that as they read them, the first part of the sentence hits home. So a lot of times that's leading with the result in that story, especially at the executive level. Right, if you led a team to create a system that delivered 40% additional revenue in one year, we wanna start with delivered 40% additional revenue. That's at the executive level the sizzle, if you will, in that story. That duties information, the the types of teams, the details of what they did, can be weaved within that story, shortened, or eliminated if you don't think it's necessary, or maybe in some kind of a abbreviated paragraph or list scope section, for that experience entry. But the, the purpose of this experience section is to tell the story of your success. And at the executive level, we want those stories to be strategic, big picture focused, results, demonstrating results. Then you don't have to say your results driven in, this, in the summary, right? It, it's telling the picture throughout that that's where you're at. And those stories need to be told in the language of where you wanna go, not necessarily where you are. Although hopefully they're pretty close, right? Because we're thinking realistically here about the next step in your career. So these, these stories make up the bulk of your resume. And your ability to write them, to pick out which ones are most important, and to eliminate the unnecessary is going to play a big role in your ability to do something that is more and more important today. Keep this document scannable. And I'm talking by the human eye, although being scannable by a computer may be important depending on... What types of job search activities you're doing as an executive? It's got to be scannable, quick to find the results. All build a picture towards the same brand, right? The stories that you choose to tell and how you tell them is building a picture, and they have to be told within some finite number of pages here, right? As an executive, a one page resume may or may not do you well. Yes, resumes are getting shorter and shorter. Most executive resumes are still at least two pages, right? A one-page executive resume may be important in some situations, but it may not quite yet get the reaction of, yes, this person's on it, clear, focused. It still may lead some people to believe you don't have enough experience, not enough detail, how can I decide? So you've got to know your market. Is your market ready for a one-page executive resume or not? Two pages, still very, very acceptable in all markets, I would say. Now if you're talking international, of course those differ, they may be longer. For you very senior, CEO, president level executives, Three pages can still work, although I would say that if we can get it to two, there may it may have a more powerful punch. The way that we're doing that, again, is being more selective with what we choose to tell, not necessarily telling less, if that makes sense. We still need those stories. They still need to have context. They still need to have, be strategic. How... How we share them, how many we share, and which of them we share, that can help a lot in building that brand, building a brand quickly, and keeping your document to a good number of pages. So we're going to take a short break here. We're going to come back and kind of wrap up this picture of your executive resume, give you a few more tips in what to include, what to leave out, and how you can write your executive resume. We'll be right back in just a few
2: minutes.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Joke All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff.
1: how to write your executive resume. So we've gone through some of the most important steps, right, communicating your brand quickly. In that summary section, you're speaking to the key qualifications, key results, and and maybe a few small personality bits that answer the questions, why you? Why are you a fit? What can you bring to the organization? and and some around qualifications. Then we're getting into that experience section and really being able to tell stories with context that demonstrate your ability to deliver. Those stories are built around the same brand, both what you choose and the language that you share them in. We're building a picture here but instead of through telling, right, we're, we're demonstrating or selling, if you will. We're using results, stories of results to build that picture versus telling the picture. We don't need to say that we're results driven. We're, we're showing that by demonstrating those results. We don't need to say that we're a team player. We're telling stories that show how we led a team. It's it's around how we communicate those stories that we can weave in your brand, but we would start with, with just this idea of your brand, then start with the stories, then think about which stories you want to select and what language you're using in those stories that is demonstrating your brand. So we've got our summary, we've got our experience section, and now we kind of move into the enriching of your resume, right? What additional materials do you wanna include? What additional qualifications, experiences, what makes sense? And this is really thinking about your target employers. And what are you going to to tout in addition to your experience and results that's gonna make sense? I worked with an an executive here in the Colorado area who first line in the resume was talking about their graduation from an East Coast, I guess, maybe Ivy League um, kind of education, right? Well, one, this person was in their 50s, two, they're in Colorado, and three, it wasn't the most prominent of schools, although it definitely is a good school. So leading the resume with that, that was the the first line on their resume was XYZ school graduate, right? Or whatever it was. Not going to be a good fit for their brand, right? It's been too long. The audience here in Colorado doesn't necessarily care unless it's a specific organization thing or a specific leader that might care. So we've got to think about how we position those things and what matters, right? Even down to what are you gonna highlight your school or your degree, right? You get to choose through your formatting, whether it be bold or whatever, how are you gonna highlight those things and what makes sense? Professional development, is that important? You know, I've had some executives and, and you read some articles that talk about how that's really important to employers, even at the executive level. That you're continuing to work on your leadership or or you're you know learning new styles and approaches, connecting to what's going on. And then I'll have clients that come in and they say, you know, I've talked to a few of my colleagues and they say that this just isn't something that I need to share at my level. So you've got to know what matters, right? What do you need to include? the last part of your resume you may shorten your experience so that you can share more about a, a board leadership position whether that's a nonprofit board or maybe you're on a, a corporate board you might want to share more details about that if it's important to demonstrate skill sets that you need or connect to the organizations that you're applying to that Professional leadership, maybe sitting, sitting on a certification board or running a, a conference, speaking at conferences, we have to decide in that kind of extras part of your resume what to include and what to highlight to build your brand. Because the employer does look here, right? When you look at the studies that people do that track an eye through a resume. They, they're they gonna look at that headline at the top of the resume, your your brand piece, what are you deciding is your, your brand headline there. They're gonna look at the titles throughout your experience section. If you've done a good job with your formatting, we hope they'll stop around and, and look at some of those stories. They are going to jump to the end of your resume to look for your education. It's a check mark, check box, they're not gonna spend much time there, but they are going to go there. So you have the opportunity there to really enrich their experience of you by sharing those board experiences, by sharing those professional leadership experiences, community leadership experiences, highlighting your degree. What is it that you want them to see when they get down to that part. And you may even want to highlight some of those things in a summary. It may make sense for you to, to share your school and your summary. At the executive level, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you've gone back and just earned your executive MBA. Is it a differentiator? Does it matter to your audience? Go ahead and share it. An MBA is not necessarily a differentiator anymore. I'm sure we're aware of that. But if it's from a certain school, important to a certain position, important to a certain company, it may make sense to share up there in that summary section. Briefly, I wouldn't put education above your experience for any executive unless you're in higher education or maybe in a research role. So we're really thinking about how do all of these pieces tie together To tell a picture, to show a picture that tells a story very quickly about who you are, what you bring to that organization, why they should hire you, and let's be honest, right? What's in it for them? That's what we want to answer. What is in it for them? And so, When you're thinking about your executive resume, it's important to realize that there's this balance between who you are, what are your unique gifts, who your audience is, what matters to them, the language that we need to tell those stories in, and how every word on your resume is important. Not to the point where we need to over-analyze, but to that point where we really need to think about does this belong on here what does it say to that hiring manager so as you're thinking about writing your executive resume the other resource i would point you to you know this wonderful group of people at your disposal they're called master resume writers and academy certified resume writers you can find them in the directories on the career thought leaders organization website careerthoughtleaders.com as well as on the Resume Writing Academy website. Yes, there's a Resume Writing Academy. It's been around for a while. It's the most well-respected group of training for resume writing professionals. Great place to look at some articles, see what resume writing professionals are saying, and yes, find someone to help you if you've decided that that you do want that help. So we hope that you'll come back here and listen to more from The Career Confidant as we talk about skills and tools that you need to take control of your own career direction. We'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant,